frontier. Larson, always oh, in. Henrik Larson! That is sensational! Lambert! What a way to settle it! Nakamura! It's Tom Rogers! Chavizera! This is Tony Watts! He's done it! This is the stop of legend! This is Celtic Daft. Welcome to a Champions edition of Celtic Daft. I am producer Ryan, joined as always by my fellow champion, Mr. Chris Toll. How are you doing, Chris? Fucking magic, man. Great. Magic. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it, it was just great. It was just great, wasn't it? Let's be honest. It was, it was fun and to do it in the style that we've done it in as well. Absolutely turn mother all over and give them a, the doing of a lifetime. Aye. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Totally. So we obviously recorded last week um, when we were pretty much champions. It wasn't confirmed yet. We just had to get a point at Dundee United. We got that point. We had the celebrations. We've we've all seen the the footage from from Celtic Park at night time. There's fireworks and to the megaphone at one point. Copying me. Which, by the way, he didn't want to do. <laughs> oh, clearly, he clearly didn't want to do. But it was like you know something, mate. I was watching that ICW. The other night, and there was this guy, Chris Tull. He had one of these, so I may as well give it a go. And you're doing that scene as well on ICW, aren't you? <laughs> well, I, I will. Fuck it. If you know one, if you know one. Yeah, that may that be brilliant. Um, yeah, so we've seen the celebrations last Wednesday, but coming coming to Parkhead on Saturday, it was it was a great day because I was there. Obviously, you you were watching it at home. Um, I went up a little bit early, got a bit of breakfast, wandered up. Um, seeing the celebrations outside, the music, just the party atmosphere. When you look back 12 months, mate, to where we were at this time 12 months ago, you know, you look at the stuff that happened with Lennon last season with the people chucking sharks at him and, and all that kind of stuff, everything that happened last year, to now be at this point celebrating another title, having the jubilant celebrations, having the trophy at Parkhead. We'll talk about the game in a wee second. What was it like watching that, just watching everything happening, you know, and the kind of build-up for a couple of days, just seeing us back to where we belong as champions? Do you know, it's, there's something about us, Club Ryan, and it just, it's just, we deserved it, you know? I mean, we we go about our business, we, there's never, there's never any controversy or anything like that. It's, what happened last season was a joke, man. It really was a joke, and, for it to happen, and let's be honest, the biggest season that you and I have ever seen, and as, a, as Celtic fans, maybe with the exception of uh, when Rangers were, were one off doing 10 in a row, mm-hmm. it's just, it, we didn't deserve it. We didn't deserve what happened last season, but we deserved what happened this season, and it was brilliant to watch. We start to finish, we came in, it was a whole new regime. We didn't know what to expect. As as I've said for the start of the season, I, w- I wasn't actually expecting anything. And if Ange was still here next at the end of the summer, I'd consider it a, a, a success. And what he's brought to the club has just been miles, miles above what we expected. But there was a wee bit of trepidation when he took the job, right? But there was also that wee bit of excitement as well, like... What could happen here? You know what I mean? You had the feeling that something special could happen, 
but you didn't want to let yourself believe it. And <laughs> and it's it's turned out you know, like over the years there's always there's been things like when when Henrik was leaving and it was a cup final and he's he scored the goals in the cup final. Um when Billy McNeil passed away and he scored uh Joe Simonovich scored on number five in the sixty-seventh minute. Mm-hmm. when Jinky died and uh Zeravsky scored the goal in the in the final and he was number seven and he had the seven on his shorts and all that. It's just so many different things happen. It's as if there's there's somebody watching over us. I know that's maybe going to sound daft, right? But it's the way it feels sometimes. And there's a magic about Celtic and you know it's it just long may it continue, you know what I mean? It's long may it continue. Hopefully twenty twenty seven, that'll be sixty years since we've since we've won the European Cup, we'll, we'll have another one in 2027. <laughs> uh, mate, do you know what? See the way Anne just turned this round this season. And the one criticism would probably have been how we performed in Europe this year, you know, getting put out the, the three cups. But actually, at that point in the season, Anne was still building something. Do you know, like I've well, seen a lot of folks talking about also Rangers being in this final to, well, tomorrow as we record and talking about the journey they've had and blah, blah, blah. That journey they've had for a few years now, getting to that point, and just only in the door one season, he's turned us around completely. We had some good results in Europe. You know, we did have some good results. You know, the best games and stuff like that they played. Leverkusen away, we played no bad. Even Leverkusen at home, we still, even though it was a 4 0 defeat, we still played no bad in the game. You know, I mean, what you need to remember is a Leverkusen goalie was the man of the match that night. Aye, exactly. That's what I mean. You know what so, I mean? Actually, they've, they've won 4 0 and he was the man of the match. Now, it's what you said that some of the performance, see if we could, our defence was ropey as fuck. Yeah. At that point, it really was ropey as fuck. And see if you put this Celtic team into that group just now, we would get through it, I think. Aye. I mean, we, we, we did we finish with more, we finished with more points than Rangers did in their group, didn't we? Uh, Despite them getting through and getting to what have got, you know, so we had points in the group. You know, we beat Ferenc Varos, we get the results against Betis and and stuff like that. So you know, the the performances were there. We just need that wee extra bit of luck. Um, but that's kind of the only blip really from Ange this season, which isn't really a blip. If that makes if that makes any sense, you know. Well, um, listen, see, at the end of the day, I think if we'd have went further in Europe, it would have hindered our our week performance. Yeah, and true. like we what we all said as well, Europe was just a bonus this season. It was the domestic stuff was our bread and butter. We wanted to get back to being champions, and we have done. Yeah, I now, know. Next that. season, Champions League. Champions League's a different story, right? I've I've got a bit of the fear about it. I'm not going to lie, I've got a bit of the fear about it. But always, hopefully, like with the right recruitment. And in the right areas of the pitch, then we should be all right. It's always right. going to be difficult, mate, because we're going to the Champions League next season in pot four. You know what I mean? Like the teams above us, we're going to get two absolute stinkers, which is the Celtic way in the Champions League. We're always going to get two absolute stinking teams, and then one that we think we're going to challenge for third place in the group. It's always the case. You know, Charlotte, Charlotte would be beautiful. Frankfurt beat Rangers, right? They go into the Champions League and they pot one. That's the pot one team we get, and we turn them over. Skip them twice. I would do a merry jig, I tell <laughs> you. Probably. Well, let's, listen, let's not preempt that because that game's tomorrow. 
let's not preempt that game. Good luck, good luck, good luck to your cousins across the city. Yes. Absolutely not, mate. Hi, fucking right then. Right, let's go back to the game, mate, on, on Saturday then. So we'll discuss the the performance of, of these individual players. You know, we, we turned up at Celtic Park thinking, and you made the point on the main podcast the other day about when we you know, played the Aberdeen um, Trophy Day a couple of seasons ago and they beat us, and it kind of took a wee bit of a shine away from it. One thing I think not been really spoken about too much on this game was actually the scoreline. See, because it was Trophy Day and nobody really cared about the game, actually we're not focusing too much on the fact that we beat Motherwell 6-0 on the last game of the season. It was an absolute hammering. Um, let's start with the first goal, mate, from, from Kyogo. Like, that ball across the back for the for the corner, he's just there, isn't he? He just always seems to be there, lurking about somewhere. See, I, I think I said this to you uh, on Saturday, Ryan. If he hadn't have been injured this season, he would have scored so many goals. Mm-hmm. So many. There wouldn't, it wouldn't even have been a competition for top goal scorer. Let's be honest about it. It wouldn't have been, Aye. you know. I mean, he would have. He, he was out for four months of the season, right? And he still was one goal off the top goal scorer. Mm-hmm. So he would have. It, it wouldn't even have been a competition. He would have been at least 10, 15 goals ahead of everybody. I think his finishing is incredible at times, but it does leave a lot to be desired at times as well. You know, what I mean, yeah. that it does miss quite a lot of chances as well. But see, what like you were saying is. Is uh, Jackie Marcus the best striker in the club? I think Kyogo's actually jogged my memory a wee bit. Uh, his, <laughs> his last couple of performances, and I don't, I, I think Kyogo's the best striker at the club as well. To be honest with you, I, I really do. Like, I know we're talking about his first goal, but his second goal, my God. Aye, well, there's a goal in between there. We'll, we'll very quickly touch on David Turnbull's goal because it's like a good bit of skill between him and Maeda. Mostly David Turnbull, though, kind of dumbing that defender. What I will say for both of the first two goals, goalie is what's the goalie then? You know, he's what, been, is, what is he then, Tom? He's been beaten, he's near post twice, you know. And fair enough, maybe Second, not, secondly, the first one is it's went through the defender's legs, he can't see it, aye. right? Which is which is fair enough, right? But the second one, Turnbull doesn't even get a proper connection on the ball or anything, and Aye, and it goes tough. in, you know. But I, I really like Liam Kelly. I think he's a great goalkeeper. I, I do. Um, I think maybe his name. I think you let them in. There you go. I'm saying it. I think you let them in. <laughs> he, he was wanting them out. Okay. <laughs> he's like, oh, if I give him, if I give him a couple of goals, he might sign me in the summer. <laughs> uh, right, we'll talk about third goal, mate, because it's one that that's probably the pick of the bunch, actually. Uh, is it a pack of the bunch? I make no mistake about it. Okay, we'll, we'll debate it in a minute. But third goal, Kyogo's second goal, the ball across the top from Ralston, it is, can't be underestimated how difficult that is to take on that volley across your shoulder, the way he's connected with that. But this he's done it so many times as well. He, he makes that run all yep. the time. He's always looking for that. And it's one of these ones where it's a very difficult chance to take but he makes it look easy so many times. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, enough can't be said about the ball for Alston, right? But mm. see if that is Modric to Benzema. It's all over, it's all over Sky yeah. News and all of that. Right, and you get the, you get the uh, Facebook posts and all that. 
uh, world class. Now, that goal, regardless of the opposition, is world class. It's a world class goal for yeah. somebody that, that's pretty much been maligned for most of his Celtic career and Anthony Ralston, right? But see, when you look at it, he's got, I think he's got 11 or 12 assists this season. I'm not 100%, but I, I think, I know that, he, I think he had nine before the Hearts game, right? So, let me have a look, mate, because I seen this the other day. Um, Ralston has got 16 goal contributions this season at the end of the season. So he had five goals and 11 assists. Uh, 11 assists. I thought that's what it was, right? So yeah. he's, that's tremendous. It really is. What what an achievement. When it, Let's be honest, it, it probably is he's made in season as a Celtic player. He's been a bit part player time and time again, but he's come yeah. on to a game this season. He get, he get through in it at deep end at the start of the season and he done well and, you know, he kicked on, fair play to him. He's not really done anything wrong throughout the season. He's had a, maybe a couple of wee blips where he's, he's made mistakes, that he, he's lost players at the back post or whatever, right? But that's, he, he's learned for it and that's all you can ask for a player, see when they make the mistakes, if they don't learn for them, like Barisic, for example. Yeah. The, the, two, the two goals at Parkhead for Celtic were identical. And it's, he was to blame for the both of them. But Ralston, any mistake he's made, he's learned from it. He's not let it happen again. So it's brilliant to watch. And the finish for Kyogo is incredible. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely incredible, mate. Class. Um, so the fourth goal, mate, we won't, we will not discuss Jota's goal too much. <laughs> because... what, a, what a great assist for Maeda. Brilliant assist. But see, the thing is, right, I'm, I'm going to. You can't defend it, right? It was offside by a, a by a country mile, right? It's offside by the length of me. Aye, <laughs> which isn't a lot. No, but yeah, he's, he's a good three foot ten offside, I'd say. <laughs> it's a, a, as a mile offside, right? But one thing I did like about the whole the whole build up, and it's a a, a compliment for Maeda. How many times have we seen Maeda making that run? We got a goal a few weeks ago. I think it was the St. Johnson game, the 7-0 game. He made the exact same run again. It's that in behind. It's chesting it down. It's heading it down. It's it's just being a fucking nuisance. Do you know what I mean? Getting in behind. And fair enough, Jota was offside and he leaves it for him. Um, and he didn't, he didn't leave it for him. The ball bounced off him. <laughs> and now, you know what I mean, though? Like, I've done the same. Sorry, he done the same for Abada. Aye. He, he chested it down for a badass one against St. Johnson. He's come in and finished it. He's almost like kind of doing the work and then going, I've done a wee bit too much there, but somebody else will finish it for me. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what it's like? Great, great work, great for him again for this one. But we'll discuss the big man because he comes on, Jack and Marcus. Um, we had the debate last week who was better, him or Kyogo. Do you know what, mate? We've got two really, really good strikers. At, at, Aye, it's, a, it's a great debate to have. You know, it's a, it's a great problem to have. Um, um, that's for his first goal, right? He remember when we signed him, I'm, I says to you, he scores overhead kicks for fun. Right? <laughs> and sure enough, last week he tried it against Hearts. It, was it Hearts that he tried it against? Mate, he's been trying all season. Right, and if, thinking, it, if, it, if it goes in, you're like, wow. No, was it Hearts or was it in the United? Mate, I actually think it may be both. In all honesty, right. I think it may have been both. And it, he missed it. He missed it with... The finest of margins, he missed the ball completely. Mm. Right, but that one, it was great. It was just great to see him getting the goal. And, you know, the fans are really, they're really warm to him. They, 
like at the start, I think everybody was like, oh, for fuck's sake. It was um, a Livingston game, wasn't it? It was a Livingston penalty miss, which really put people against them, to be fair. Probably. probably. Who are you? Why are you doing this? This is too big for you and you've missed it. But, I mean, he was then injured for a bit. He was out for a while. But ever since the turn of the year, mate, when he's come in, with no Kyogo, he came in and filled in. He's been brilliant. And and what's that? He's played properly half a season. Top goal scorer in the league. Aye, top goal scorer in the league. Like I say, he's been out for four months of the season as well. If if we had the both of them. Mm-hmm. I just, I would like to see the two of them in a kind of certain Larson kind of relationship with the, with, the, with the roles reversed where Jacko is the Larson and Sutton, uh, Kyogo's a Sutton because Kyogo's work outside the box and stuff like that is far better than Jacko's, do you know what I mean? But I've got these um, these goal contributions here, mate. Like I, I took a screenshot when I seen them. So Jack Amakis finishes the season overall with 17 goals and one assist and Kyogo finishes with 20 goals and six assists. So when you look at how much the just them two guys alone have contributed to goals this season, despite both being out injured for about three or four months at a time. Like, what about Jota? Jota? I know in the league, Jota was uh, 10 goals, 10 assists. What is he overall? Abada and Jota are both um, top with 28. So Abada's got 15 goals, 13 assists, and Jota's only about 13 goals, 15 assists between them. So they're two of that is incredible stats, and I'm not a stat man. You know that I hated the whole James Forrest is fucking the greatest player in the world because he's had a few assists. I, I don't like that. I, By the way, I like, five goals, five assists. James Forrest, he makes Forrest. it. Forrest makes Fair it. Enough. He only played five games, I know. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I Jack and Marcus overheat kick. It was coming, mate. It's been coming all season. He's, he wasn't leaving Park Eden until he got one this season, um, <laughs> and it was great. It was. It was really, really good work for him as well because you see the ball coming over and Stephen O'Donnell's a, a Scotland international and he bullies him. Aye, he does. And you know, that's what we need. We need somebody like that. Somebody that can bully and hold the ball up in the box and stuff like that. And and like we said, don't give him anything to think about. At one touch, it's a goal. But what he can offer alongside that, we we hold up play and we strength and positioning is it's great. It's it's exciting going forward because you do you do trust Ange with the players that you signed so far. You do trust them, and it's going to be it's going to be exciting to see who we sign in the summer because it's only going to add to what we've got there already. I all right, I think it looks like Carter Vickers is away. Right, oh. I, I do. I, th- I think that's the way it looks. Okay. I, hope, hey, Peter, boys. Hi. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. Right, I, I do hope I'm wrong, but I. You know, he was he was quite cagey in his, his interview after the game. And he says, So what happens here? He's like, oh, oh, we'll see, we'll see. And he wasn't, he wasn't, he was very non committal about it. Whereas Jota's it's screaming out that Jota still wants to be here. So fingers crossed, we can get deals done for the both of them. If we can get a deal done for, for uh, Carter Vickers, then I trust Ange to bring somebody in mm-hmm. that'll do the job. But we need to remember as well, we've also got Julian coming back. Who? Well, we'll, we'll discuss that. We'll discuss Julian a little bit later on, mate, because I don't know if that's if that's going to be happening. I think Julian might be a might be a goner, but we'll we'll talk about this. The round off this game first of all. Okay, um, Jack and Marcus, last goal. Um, did they did they know what he was doing? Where did it just that, that first touch was amazing. <laughs> to take, first touch to take it by the goalie, brilliant. 
then just tap it in. Beautiful. It was Messi-esque, mate. Aye. And we'll, or, or will we tell the truth and say that he'd done his best to miss it? He made an arse, didn't he? He made an arse and it felt him perfectly. But I mean, by the way, big shout out to Stephen Welsh, determined to get a goal. <laughs> Diving he did it, he just missed it completely. Bockham's across. Um, but nah, that was the goal that put the big man top top joint uh, joint top goal scorer in the league, which like we said there, is exceptional for somebody who's missed so much football this season through injury and through just not getting picked as well. Aye, so they come good like that, brilliant. But we'll move on, mate, to the the scenes at the end. Um, Angie's speech. What would you? What did you think, of Angie's speech? We've got a few players to talk about here. But we'll start with Ange. It was like a, it was like a wrestling promo, mate. That's exactly what it was like. You know, like, and he's. Mate, he must have been watching you in ICW then. I think he has. He was just, the only thing he was missing was a megaphone. <laughs> um, but it's. I just want. I want to hang about with him. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I just want to hang about with him and just not even just sit and like watch a telly or something. Aye. And get his get his views on stuff that isn't football because I bet he's a great guy. Like Corey and that man, bet he fucking loves Corey. Jinky's got a Ute. A what? A Ute. What's that's, that? what the, that's what the Australians drive, like a pickup truck, they call it a Ute. I bet he's got a Ute. They and I bet he, he barbecues every night. <laughs> <laughs> He, he's, do you know what he is? He's an absolute breath of fresh air. He, he really is. He's a breath of fresh air. I almost, and, uh, I almost lost it. Um, I think I, I may have texted you or texted somebody else, like a big massive message. It just said, repeated, do not cry at Parkhead. Do not cry at Parkhead. Do not cry at Parkhead. And see when the fans are chatting his name just before he started his speech and you see them just kind of holding it back doing that kind of deep breathing that somebody does I was he, like, he didn't he didn't he, he was he was struggling to do the full speech like aye. see when you watched it on the on the telly he was struggling he kept on taking the mic away because he, he didn't want us to hear his voice breaking and I think that's see when the voice breaks you, you'll know yourself like when aye. the voice breaks you're like that's it fuck it the floodgates <laughs> are open but you're, you're a meme I, I just sat and I watched it and I watched it with Kean and it was just brilliant, man. It really was. It was. He's. I'm doing an Ali McCoy now. Every I've, I've noticed every time I say, I say, I really was. It really, it really is. It really was. It's doing my head, and I'm annoying myself with it. But I'll tell you this one for free, Chris. I'll tell you this one for free. That's what he says. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So we nearly did be greet at Ange, but before that, I did. I did have a wee well up in the throat. I don't like to talk about it. We need to talk about it. We need. I, to talk I don't want it. to talk about it. Tom Rogic, departing the pitch, mate. What, what, oh, what were you doing at home? What were you doing at home? Okay, I was, I was just, I was sitting watching it, and Keane's like, it's going to people in the crowd that are upset and crying and all that. And he's like, ha look, that person's crying. And I'm sitting there like, I hope he doesn't fucking turn around and look at me. Was <laughs> <laughs> it was Keane laughing at me? The game. I know, I know, man. It was, you know, it was brilliant. No, it was brilliant. In the reception that he got, he's just. He's been a great servant for the club, and you, you've got to, you've got to just let him go with your best wishes now, haven't you? Uh, would, would you put Tom Rogic in the Celtic legend category? No, I heard somebody debating this before. And maybe, they... maybe purely for the the treble, the the goal in the cup final for the undefeated treble. Aye, but he's. Somebody made a good point when you compare what he's what he's brought to Celtic over the years in terms of trophies won, time spent here, 
you know, there's other guys who get spoken about as being kind of legends, like your Suttons and maybe not Larson, because it's a different kind of level, but like Suttons and Hartsons and Alan Thompson and even Neil Lennon when he was a player. What you, what you also need to remember is there's different legends for different generations. Right? That's what I mean, that's what I mean. So when you compare Tom Rogic, like for what he's won, the time spent here, and you compare them to somebody like an Alan Thompson or a Lennon or... Well, a what I will say is people, younger people who have watched the last 10 years or so, when they look back, Tom Rogic will be somebody who they compare future players to, whereas people like myself or, or like, like my dad or whatever, or, or even like yourself and your dad, mm. I'll, go, I'll say, oh, he's like McStay, he's like Collins, he's like uh, Tommy Coyne, he's like, Andy Walker, boo, mm. right? But going forward, people will say, oh, he's like Tom Rogic, he's like Callum McGregor, he's like, he's like, uh, I don't know, Gary Hooper, he's like, right. you know what I mean? He's like Virgil van Dyke, hopefully. We get somebody that they say that about, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So different generations see different players in a different light. I wouldn't compare Tom Rogic to John Collins, right? I know John Collins didn't have a lot of success, Trophy-wise with Celtic, but as a player, I think he was maybe a better player than Rogic. But you can't can't minimise what Tom Rogic has done for the club. He's been a fantastic servant to Celtic and he will be be seen as a a legend. As as the years go on, his legend will get bigger and bigger. It's the same way, you know, like, I don't know, like Patsy Gallagher and stuff like that back in the day. I don't know anything about these guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But people who've seen him playing, like George McCluskey, my dad says George McCluskey's one of the best footballers he's ever seen in his entire life. And you don't hear any, you don't hear a lot of people talking about him. Aye, you true. Know what I mean? So it's, it'll be like that. And don't get me wrong, Rogic, a, a tremendously talented footballer. <laughs> and he will go down as a legend with a younger generation. But for myself, he doesn't reach the height, say, like a Paul McStay or a, or a John Collins or something like that. Fair point. That's one we were both like the saddest to see to see go, but we did have an odd departure and and near Beaton. I think we spoke about this um, last week um, about Sunday Sunday like Beaton and and what he brings to the team when he comes on. That's another great great servant to us, mate. And Beaton said these ups and downs over the years when he was he was really good, then he was he was quite poor. But see this season, mate. See the time Beaton's been called upon. Uh-huh. Brilliant. You know he's been absolutely brilliant this year and. Well, Oh, you don't get guys like that anymore. You don't get guys like that that will stay there for the, for that length of time and still contribute. Week I, and and be, ha- be happy to be like a more or less a bit part player as mm-hmm. well. You know, excuse me, I'm fucking I'm not feeling very well. So, uh, right, uh, near Beton a couple of weeks ago on the episode, the big question was, who's the most underrated player at your club? And I said near Beton because I think he is. I think he's the most underrated player. I think he does the unfashionable stuff extremely well. And he's the sort of player that, like you said, Ryan, when he's, when he's called upon, he normally comes in and does it. Don't get me wrong, there's been a few blips from him, you know, like at Ibrox, he, he sells the jerseys at Ibrox. Yeah. Um, he's, he's enjoyed a red card or two in his day. Um, but <laughs> he's been he's been an excellent servant as well. And, Excuse me. He's another one that, as years go on, he'll be. He might end up being remembered more fondly than he is just now. Mm-hmm. You know. So, I long 
we wish we wish you both of them the best of luck, and uh, I've got a feeling that both of them are going to go back home to their own countries. I think Rogic will go to the the A League, and I think uh, Beton will end up back in Israel. So fair play to them, uh, and enjoy the rest of your career. However, it's all down healthy here, boys. Johnson lays up the shot. Right, so right now we've discussed becoming champions, getting the trophy at the weekend. It was a it was a great day for everybody. Um, one thing I noticed at the the celebrations afterwards, um, you mentioned them earlier was Christopher Julian. Um, he done an interview the other day with that goal. I think it was the the magazine, um, and they were asking about his future at Celtic and blah blah. And he, he said quite a few things that I don't know if Ange would be overly happy with. Um, he basically said. I've been here, I've been fit all year, but the manager would prefer to put somebody who's a centre midfielder and to centre back to fill in rather than me at times. He's, been fit, he's been fit all year? Well, since the start of the year. Right. Since January. Um, so he's, he's been fit um, to and ready to play, but the manager would rather play somebody who's not a centre back in that position. Probably means beat on at times um, <clears throat> to fill in rather than him. Um, he'll need to ever think about his future but if he gets minutes on the last day of the season if the manager plays him in the last game of the season then that will help him make his, his decision a little bit um, obviously he didn't get picked for the squad at all he wasn't on the bench at the weekend whatsoever that's probably why it probably is why and also afterwards when he was wandering around you've seen him There was we've spoken about this kind of camaraderie with the Celtic players this season and how everybody's kind of bought in I'll send you the video, you can have a look at it later on. He's kind of just on the side of all the celebrations and they're all jumping about celebrating. He's just got an arm around Sunday, just like, just standing. He's not jumping, he's not celebrating. He's just... I wasn't in the, he wasn't in the dressing room either. I noticed that. No, nah, so <clears throat> he wasn't there. He was on the pitch, obviously, walking around with his family and stuff like that. Like all the players done, he had his way in. There was like fans trying to take pictures with him and he was just... This isn't very good for people listening, but he was just kind of going down, posing, and then walking away. So he wasn't like, folk. It was just like from distance. Aye. In a hurry to get away, and you're just like, I think that guy's done. I think he's he's running his race doing now. A, doing a Petrov. Aye. Aye he's, he's running his race now, and, and he's done. So I don't I don't think we'll see Julian next season. I think he'll be gone. He's got a year left in his contract. Well, do you know what? If there's any, any teams that want to, I, I would... You'd take four or five for him now. Aye. You know what I mean? Um, take a hat because he's going to be on a, a fairly large wage. You know, he's a, he's a uh, most expensive signing ever, isn't he? No. That's uh, still Edward. Not, not anymore, um, but he was. He was aye, at that point. in seven aye. million, wasn't he? Uh-huh. Um, so, aye. Uh, again, another one that, that brought a, a, some great moments to the club as well, you know, but... Uh, cup final win, the winner against Lazio. He gave us some good moments, but if he's if he's wanting to move on, and if Ange doesn't see him in his plans, then you know I've already said we trust Ange. We we go with what the manager wants to do, and if if Julian's not going to be part of it, then he's another one that goes with our best wishes because he has brought some great times to the club as well. Yeah. Totally, totally. Right, mate. So this is the the part of the show. Um, I don't know if we'll do. We we'll probably this will be the last Celtic Daft, I imagine for for the summer. Um, so I'm going to get the Celtic Daft end of season awards, and you're okay, going to cool. pick them for me, mate. You're going to pick them for me. Right. So first of all, of the season, who is your Celtic rated? Ange Postecoglou. 
Okay. Who's your Celtic rated player? Who's my Celtic rated player? Aye. Because we know that Ange actually will win all of these awards, but we'll go with um, Celtic rated, there's so many, Ryan. There, there is so many. Um, but Uh, right, we'll, we'll do the rated player last. Give me time to think about it, right? Okay. Um, I'm going to ask for a dafty. Can you think of a dafty? Uh, a dafty? <laughs> Does it, do they need to be connected to the club? Because I'm going to go with Tam Cowan, right? <laughs> now, the reason I'm going to go with Tam Cowan is right. because at the start of the season, he had Celtic finishing third. Right, okay. Behind Rangers and Aberdeen. I'm pretty sure Hugh Keevans still had that as well, all his predictions this year. Well, there was only, there was there was not one. That's a collective daft day of the year is every single football pundit who writes for the scum or the daily record. Right, because you haven't got a fucking clue and you are making money for old rope. I'll take Christopher Toe but I'll take that one that works uh, right next signing of the season who's been signing Ange Postacoglu you can't say Ange we know that he'll win all these players heck, man. Right, uh, signing of the season um, that's pretty much the same as the Celtic rated you know what I mean, right? But signing the season, we'll go. I'm going to say Joe Hart, right? And the reason I'm going to say Joe Hart is because he was an amazing addition to the dressing room. He's a sort, the sort of guy that brought a bit of stability in as well. And he's got that much experience, and there's other players can lean on him and stuff like that. So I'm going to say Joe Hart for signing the season. Nice. Okay. Um, new tune of the season. <laughs> Again, there's fucking millions. <laughs> Uh, what's the one what's the one that sticks out and give a rendition of it I'll give you a rendition of it because I'll do a grade one and get the fucking word wrong you know what I'm like uh, but I, I like the scooter one uh, Abada and Kyogo right okay he's on the wing aye, aye we got Kyogo he's doing his thing and just a little forward to come over a world. Right, next one. Go of the season. Go of the season. Cup final against Hibs. Or, or, uh, fuck, I can't remember who it was against. It was in Europe and Jota pinged the ball forward and Kyogo. Ferris Faros game. Ferris Faros, that was a right. great goal as well. Um, and also Saturday there. I'm going to go for Saturday's one because technically for for me that's the best goal that we scored this season. Okay, nice one, Diego's. Um, and lastly, then, mate, what's your most memorable moment of the season? Is is there a moment for the season that just sticks out in your mind, just more than any other moment? I. You were with me actually uh, when McGregor got injured against Aloha and then he put on the Batman mask and changed the season <laughs> and in one go changed the season for us it, it was that or 
the the humbling of this year's Europa League finalists at Parkhead. Um, to be there in person and watch Celtic absolutely tear them apart was just magic. I think that's the moment of the season that the three nothing game at Parkhead. I've got I've got two for that that I can I can think of and both of them are turning points for me. There's Ralston against Ross County. The yes. 90, 90, uh, 90, 15th minute. And Abada against the United. Or Abada against United. against United was a it was a big moment. It was a big moment, and aye, that that is that's probably the moment that turned it for us. To be honest with you, and right. I can remember the relief. See, just the relief of that and being there and putting up going and. Uh, I was I was always on the fence about Abada for we both were, mm-hmm. you know. But all my mates and everyone like he's a young boy, he's 19, you've got to give him time, you've got to give him time. I'm like, no, you don't get time, you don't get time in this fucking cauldron that we're in. But they were right. Everybody was right. He just needed a wee bit of time. And do you know something? The boys went from strength to strength. He's he's a great player. And I I'm looking forward to seeing what else we get out of him because I think he could be the next one that moves on for a lot of money. Nice one. Right, I will pop them up on the football. Oh, yeah, you need to let me do my rated, my Celtic rated, you forget. I so you did. Right, on you go. Who's your Celtic rated then, mate? Ange Postacoglu. <laughs> do you know what? I'll let it happen. I'll let it happen. Ange Postacoglu is the Celtic rated of this season. Um, right, I'll pop these up on Twitter if anybody wants to have a, a wee vote. On them as well. If you want to give us your suggestions, send them in. Um, we can have a bit of have a bit of fun, see what people pick. Um, looking forward to seeing people's memorable moments. To be honest, it might just be the Rangers games, but we'll see if there's anything else that we can get for that. Um, Crystal, what what next then? We look forward to Champions League football returning to Celtic Park next season. Absolutely. Um, I was saying on the main show, I've got a feeling that we're we're due Real Madrid. We've never had Real Madrid in a Champions League group. Um, it's, a, it's a terrifying prospect <laughs> to be honest with you it's a terrifying prospect you but I said as long as right we've, this season in Europe is going to be a learning a learning season for us the same way as I thought this season in the league was going to be you know and over overall but game I either want the the worst the, the worst group of shite teams that we can get and hopefully go as far as we can get or gaze three big hitters so that you know what the Champions League nights are like at Parkhead. Mm-hmm. There's always a chance he is getting one of the one of the results that we that we were so used to for years and years. Teams would come to Celtic Park. It didn't matter who they were. Milan were the, the, the champions of Europe when they came to Celtic Park and we turned them over. Barcelona were the best team that I've ever seen in my entire life. Now, nobody will argue that point. Barcelona were the best team in the world when they came to Celtic Park and we beat them. So there's always the opportunity that we're going to get one of the nights. So fingers crossed, we get maybe these two shite teams and one right good team so that we can maybe get one of the results. So where's the where's the final next year? Oh, about fights again. Fucking Airdrie or something. I don't know where. Where is it? Fucking the the Shibery. Well, I mean, let me check it out. Champions League final. I don't think they announce. They don't announce it until next season, do they? 
23. Uh, sometimes the final is going to be Saturday, the 10th of June, 2023, at the Olympic Stadium in Istanbul, Turkey. Ah, oh, fuck that, man. Passionate. Let's be Liverpool, Istanbul. Beat them in Istanbul and take all their good memories away, just like somebody's doing with Seville this season. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, we will leave it there, Crystal. Thank you very much. I will see you probably in Football Daft at some point, but if not, I'll see you on Celtic Daft next season. Yo, yo. Audio Frontier.